Welcome to Peers Like Me. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed to increase everybody's understanding of the effects of people who have behavioral health issues on our families, neighbors, and communities. Peers Like Me is designed to increase understanding and knowledge for people in our community from a peer, people with lived experiences perspective, which will result in improved community inclusion. Our hope is that by sharing our knowledge and experiences with the issues, our community will gain better understanding and acceptance resulting in an improved quality of life for everyone. Today, our guest is the Reverend Heather Randolph, metaphysical social worker with Find Your Feathers Healing and Empowerment Center. Our host is Mara Kelly. Hi, welcome to Peers Like Me podcast. Uh, I'd like to introduce Heather to you all. Heather is a metaphysical social worker trained and certified as a life coach, peer specialist, addiction recovery coach, Reiki master, teacher, and a woman in long-term sustained recovery from a life of self-sabotage. She utilizes personal insights and intuitive development to help others reach their wellness, life, and recovery goals. Heather is a passionate, spirited coach guiding others to discover the tools necessary for personal change. After many years of struggling to live a life with purpose while overcoming childhood hurts, adult habits, and spiritual hangups, Heather has found a path of insightful healing. Insightful healing includes finding that inside yourself is a safe space, and looking within you will find the answers that reside there. And in using those insights, you, you heal your life. Heather holds a safe space for you to do this inner work and outer work. And I'd like to welcome you, Heather. Uh, I am inviting you or have invited you to join our podcast because I'm very intrigued and uh, like glued, like uh, really want to understand and know about your recovery and your tools you use because they're what I see in my job as a behavioral health liaison is this is totally different than traditional mental health treatment, whatever, you know, the the clinical medical terms. And I've known you for several years now, and I've really, uh, I'm attracted to your lifestyle. And I'm thinking maybe other people would want to join similar journeys. So thank you for joining us today. And um, it's glad to, it's good to see you here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, That was quite a mouthful, but it sums up what I do without really summing it up, right? Right. right. (laughs) No box, no boxes, no labels. Right. That's great. So can you, people talk about alternative health. What does that mean to you, alternative healing? Um, Alternative health, alternative healing to me is really a complementary practice, right? So it's, um, it, it's finding a way to step outside of the box and implement the tools that are literally right at our fingertips and right beneath our feet. It's, um, it's a choice to expand your comfort zone and sort of like step outside the box of how we view Western medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I tend to lean towards more earthing practices and the non-traditional approaches to wellness, but it's not really an alternative. It's a complement to, right? Yeah. And so, so are you saying like I could be doing alternative care healing without even knowing it. And it's like, I'm going about my life. I'm taking a walk in Chestnut Ridge or somewhere and like that's alternative healing. Yeah. Is that what, like, like you're making it aware that, hey, you know, healing just isn't therapy and medication or self-help groups. Healing is all around us. Is that my understanding? Yes. It's in every breath you take, every okay. time that you're walking in nature and you intuitively and automatically breathe. That's healing. Every breath we take, right. right? It's that's a song somewhere I think I heard. Yeah. So how did you become aware of this alternative healing concept? <laughs> you, know, you know, you you kind of gave me a heads up on the questions, right? right. And right. and I overthink everything. So it's always been a natural part of who I am. Like things would present themselves in my life um, for me to look at. And, you know, I would find books, I would have conversations with people. Um, I really started to take a look at alternative or complementive healing when I had, um, a disabled child at 19, right? Mm -hmm. Western medicine wasn't working. I needed to take a look at other ways to help him thrive and, and support him. Um, I've always looked at things slightly different than the people around me. You know, my family calls it the feather twist mm -hmm. um, because I look at things differently. So as different practices and metaphysical approaches would present themselves, I give it a shot, right? Like, right. So it seems like you're a go-getter, like you, like, if, if someone presents you or you have an issue, you just go tackle it. Like, it seems like you're like, okay, how can we solve, like really active in seeking solutions, positive. Yeah. It, it seems that way. It, it, you know, and, and taking a look at it. Yes. So yeah. my family says I'm impulsive, right? But right. really I just sort of jump into action. Um, I had no idea what, you know, how to raise children or how to, how to cook meals. Like I mm -hmm. sought the recipes, right? Like I, right. I, yeah, yeah, I guess go get her, get my, get an answer that makes sense to me that I can get in line with. Okay. Um, so what were, are you, what were, or are you healing from? In, in your turn, being human, yeah, <laughs> the, okay, yeah. the, the human existence. Um, so I, I'm a survivor of, of many near fatal catastrophes, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, um, started seeking solutions to the discomforts early on through drugs, alcohol, um, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual trauma, physical trauma. Um, I spent most of my life caught up in substance overuse and 
trying to escape myself. I was raised in a single parent household. My mom was a teenager. You know, I've been divorced. I buried a child. I raised a child with multiple disabilities. Um, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, what am I healing from? And right. all of those different um, therapeutic experiences that I've had, all those different counselors that tried to give me an answer. There was one counselor, this came to mind when I was trying to over-prepare for this. Um, mm -hmm. I had a counselor and they wanted to make a trauma timeline. So I started yeah. telling my life story. <clears throat> this this counselor became a bit, I don't know, overstimulated, overwhelmed, whatever, mm -hmm. set their notebook down and said that it might be easier to find a non, to create a non-traumatic timeline. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time, it really my life was trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I speak about a disabled child, I mean, non-ambulatory, non-verbal tube fed, tube fed, mm -hmm. uncontrolled seizures for 22 years. Wow. That's, life. that's so, very awe-inspiring. So really when we take a look at, um, at my timeline and what I'm recovering from or what I'm healing from, it's only now at, you know, between, you know, 45, 50 years old that my life is not jam packed with trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most people that struggle with quote unquote mental health or behavioral health issues, trauma is usually mostly in their lives somewhere. Oh, right. I started to disassociate from my life a long time ago. Right you know? Yeah. So, so, uh, what are the many different alternatives you use for healing? Okay. So I suffer with what has been, what has been labeled, um, black box syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. If I go to a psychiatrist apathetic and they give me medication, I always end up worse off than when I started. Mm -hmm. So I needed to start looking for something that was going to calm me and help me to focus without medication, okay. right? So I started researching holistic alternatives, vitamins, exercise, um, meditation, Qigong, Tai Chi, intentional movement, yoga. I had to find something outside of prescriptions to help me. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my last, the last medication that I was on, I actually had a plan. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I can remember my doctor at suburban psychiatrics saying, yeah, we're done. We're done with medications. We've tried enough. We've tried enough com combinations. I want you to do this, this, and this. I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. So if I'm at home and I'm sitting there and I'm suffering, how does one go about finding alternative cares? How, how does that happen? How, like I know like call whoever, some clinic or agency for the traditional, but how do I find alternative uh, healing out there? I mean, so nowadays it's just as easy as a, as a, what they say, Google search, right? right. You plug it in, you read and you 
you find something that works, but YouTube is, and I, I'm not trying to plug these platforms. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that like YouTube has, you could put in, you know, how, how to stop um, ruminating, how mm -hmm. to stop self-sabotage. And you'll get a whole list of videos with different topics you know like I can be found on the web I have a website I'm mm -hmm. on Facebook I have a Facebook page so as easy as it is to find me you can find mm -hmm. anyone okay that's great so we together had an experience recently where I really enjoyed and engaged an introduction to Reiki uh, provided by you um, and it seems like Reiki is a very big part of your life. And I don't think many people really know what Reiki is. So, uh, is that a major part of your life today? Yes. Yes. Um, I am a master teacher. Um, so that means that I've, I've been initiated into the Reiki practice um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about helping thing, helping everything with a life force energy thrive, like plants and people and animals and, and the world. And it's okay. I'll stop there. <laughs> right. So I've always been curious. How do you spell Reiki? Uh, Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. -I. All right. Okay. Reiki. So is this an evidence-based practice? Is there any validity that it works in healing? Where do you get your validity from? I get it. You know, I mean, I'm sure that it's in medical journals somewhere. I haven't read one of those since nursing school. Right. Um, I read articles, metaphysical newsletters, and it shows me, but I am more of a, I should have been from Missouri, you know, just show me because- yeah. Um, I see it working. So I've experienced it personally working in my life, like just the alternative energy and the complementary practices and, and tapping in and tapping into like, you know, the earth and the air and the wind and the fire and, you know, and recognizing that that's runs through all of us. Um, so, so and I see it? it working. My evidence comes from when someone spends time with me and, um, you know, when they leave, they're leaving <laughs> positive Yelp and Google reviews. They're calling mm -hmm. me to tell me about the changes that are taking place. And, and let's say they're thinking, because the majority of people that I work with do do struggle with some sort of mental health concern, you know? So, so what is it? What, what is the method of receiving Reiki? What, what, what is it? Like, how do I describe it to someone or how do you? Okay. So, it? you know, the, the buzzword definition for Reiki is that it's the Japanese art of deep relax, relaxation for healing and stress relief, right? Um, because our, our body, our body, mind, spirit, emotions really only heal when we're relaxed. 
right? So a Reiki practitioner helps you to, uh, you know, creates a safe space, guide you through some relaxation, and then just sort of sets the intention to be a conduit or a channel for positive energy to flow to you, right? Like we're all familiar with that dude. His name's Jesus, right? He healed lepers. He healed illness. He did all of those things. But so like, it's basically what he did. I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, obviously, but he focused his energy and intentionally helped people to overcome their hurts, habits, and hangups, you know, like, um, you know, Reiki, Reiki has its roots and its foundation in um, the Vedic books, the Sanskrit books, like it goes way, way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you use Reiki and you are an instructor, a master instructor. How, how, how did you decide to do that? Why, why did you <laughs> it was really just like something else. Um, it was early 2020 prior to New York State being put on pause. And I was part of a group chat. We were all making plans to go somewhere and it was around my birthday and I said, Oh, great. What a great birthday present. And this, mm-hmm. this chick said, who's now my guru says it's my birthday too. And we, I went to her for my first, um, I, you know, what do I want to say? Professional Reiki treatment. You know, we mm-hmm. weren't sitting around a bonfire in the woods, but so I went to her office and I had this experience and it was profound and life-changing And then a couple months later, I got an email about becoming a certified Reiki master and I went through it. It was not, it was just another one of those things that presented themselves. I didn't go seeking it and didn't do a whole lot of study or figure out what it was. I figured go for it and figure out when I'm in it. Right. Right. Wow. That's great. Um, is Reiki, Reiki something everyone can practice? Yes, we all have we all have a life force that throw that flows through us. It's mm-hmm. undeniable. It's in every breath. It's in, you know, we we're alive, right? Um, right. so Reiki is broke down into two parts. Okay, so uh Ray, the first part of the word means spiritual wisdom or intuitive knowing. Mm-hmm. Right. We all have intuition. Most of us don't listen to it. <laughs> you know, I yeah. had to be taught how to slow down and follow it. And then key means life force energy. It's it has a lot of different names. It's called Ka. It's called Chi. It's called Prana. Mm-hmm. There, it, it, it's just a it, it's the flow of energy that moves through us and all things. So that's what Reiki as a word means broken down uh-huh. to the two parts. So, so the flow of energy, and this came from Japanese descendants. Is that <laughs> so? Um, Reiki has its its roots in Sanskrit, which is one of the oldest, which is known as the mother tongue. It's one of the oldest languages known 
to us, right? Um, and there's a, a book, the 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 Vedas, which are kind of like I don't I don't know how to say it, like a like a by like an old Bible that predates Bibles, right? It's a mm-hmm. book, it's a it's an ancient spiritual text. So that is originally where we can trace um, the practice of Reiki back to. Um, in the early 1900s, there was this guy, Dr. Yushui, he, um, he translated the Reiki symbols that he was seeing in dreams and began to teach it to other people as a healing energy. Um, and you know, he would teach it. It was like a secret society, right? Like only, only certain people will know this. Oh, and, um, you know, they used to charge like, so his students in the early 1900s started charging to be trained as a Reiki practitioner, like Mm $10,000 for, to become, you know, to become a Reiki master teacher, but they wouldn't, you would be a Reiki master, but you wouldn't be allowed to teach. That's how they sort of kept the cap on it, right? Like we'll teach you how to do Reiki, but you can't teach anyone else. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's undeniable for those of us who have been around a few decades that the world goes through changes, right? Society goes through changes, energetic pattern changes, all of that happens. So in 1995-ish, Diane Stein began to hear a calling about how the world had needed healing the earth the water, the air, the birds, the trees, right? Needed healing. And that Reiki was how we were going to be a catalyst for that healing. So she started to release the the secret society knowledge and wrote a book and started training people. And, you know, you know, $200 a class instead of 10,000, right? Yeah. So Reiki has been around thousands of years and is not just a fad, right? That's what you're saying. Yes. I'm saying that it's been around for hundreds of thousands of years or whatever. I'm not good with numbers and um, that we can all do it to help the world, energetic patterns, people heal on all different levels. It's just now as a society, we're becoming more open to it. That's mm-hmm. why it's really hard to go anywhere in in a um, even in the mental health clinics and not hear about Reiki. It's very popular now. We're embracing it. We're trusting yeah. it. That's so good, and I'm sure uh, there aren't any negative side effects. Reiki energy cannot, cannot harm, right? You know, you as a Reiki master teacher, we take an oath and we practice principles that, you know, that we, we do no harm. We don't, we're just like focusing that energy, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're scanning your energy fields and we're moving our hands where our hands want to move. It's, it can be touchless, completely Mm non-contact, we're just sort of setting an intention to strengthen the healing energies 
And, you know, when two or more people gather, things will change and happen. So no, it's, there are no side effects. All right. Is there a little something you can walk us through to like try this Reiki thing? So I was, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Maybe it's just something we can do on our own, you know, not now, but. Okay. Oh, not now. Well, so I would say if we can do this really fast, if, if you and whoever else is listening right now, just want to kind of sit comfortably where you're at. Okay. Um, I'm going to, we're going to take some breaths. You're going to breathe in for the count of four. You're going to hold it for a count of two and you're going to exhale for a count of four, just to center in two, three, four, hold two, out three. Do it one more time on your own. Right. Sorry, my counting was a little off. Sorry. I want to take your hand, take your hands and put them together in what is known as a prayer position in front of you and begin to rub them together quickly. Okay. You'll feel them naturally heat up, right? With the friction. Yep. Now I want you to separate your palms about an inch apart from each other. Okay. Doing that. Can you feel the heat and the energy between your hands? Yes, definitely. That is Reiki. That is Reiki energy. Wow. And so you are skilled in knowing what to do with that energy. Yes. And teaching others how to use that energy to better their own lives. You don't really do anything other than to break it down simply and to have the intention of using that energy that that is that comes out of the palms of our hands as an extension from our heart center to love you and to help you to learn to love yourself as as a trauma survivor it really was a arduous self-directed task to get to a place where I realize that I am safe in my own body. That's great. Heather, if someone wanted more information on this and your use of healing, are there any resources available that they can go to and uh, talk to you or get information or Um, Yeah, so the office phone number is 716-822-2149. All right. You can call and speak to me directly. Um, I have a website, which is, I I don't know, do you even say www.findyourfeathers.org? Um, I'm not even sure if you say www anymore. Um, so it's fine. I, I think you can just say findyourfeathers.org. <laughs> right. So findyourfeathers.org. And on Facebook, my Facebook page is Find Your Feathers with Featherly. That's great. You know, I'm really honored to call you a fellow peer and uh, just like me. It's great to 
hear your way of healing and sharing that with other people and increasing understanding of how people can deal with life on life terms. And uh, it's an honor that you were able to give up some time and share it with us. And I'd like to thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Each one teach one, right? Each one teach one, reach one. Okay, yeah. All right. (laughs) You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health, sponsored by Western New York Independent Living, Inc., with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been the Reverend Heather Randolph, metaphysical social worker with Find Your Feathers Healing and Empowerment Center. Our host has been Mara Kelly. This program features the song Thanks for Morning" by Caliph Nasirs, available under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial license, which can be viewed at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy dash nc slash 3.0 slash legal code.